Hello and welcome to Assertive Radiance. I am your host, Nadia Fleury, and today's episode, How to Use Forgiveness as Your Superpower. Hello everyone. Before I start, I want to wish you all a Happy New Year 2022. I wish you an amazing new journey with lots of love, joy, health, and happiness. I remember when we were crossing from 2019 to 2020. So many of us were so happy to leave behind 2019, only to discover that 2020 changed our lives forever. We entered 2021 hoping that life would return to a new normal, which gradually it did when the population was getting vaccinated. Now we are welcoming 2022, and we don't know what's going to happen yet. And obviously, COVID is still at the forefront of our minds. Before I share my story, I want to say that my heart goes out to the people who have lost loved ones or their homes because of the hurricane or any other natural disaster. Or they may have lost their business for whatever reason. I know it requires a lot of strength to start from zero. And for you, who have been affected as well as for anyone who's finding that life right now is pretty challenging, I am dedicating this episode. For the past two months, I've experienced some events that forced me to step back. As I detangled the story, I discovered that our ability to forgive can be a superpower. I think this is what Jesus was trying to teach us when he died on the cross. All that said, I know that through centuries, many people, especially those in power, have twisted Jesus' fates, making us believe that it's holy to suffer. This false belief, mixed with trauma, has created many individuals with a victim mentality. When I refer to a victim mentality, I am not talking about the people who have experienced a great loss and are grieving or someone who has been abused for years and feel powerless and helpless. A person who has a victim mentality in this context is someone who makes excuses about why they can't deliver their promises. They are good at manipulating situations to gain pity, attention, sympathy, or money. They are predominantly selfish, loves to blame others, and have ways to twist the truth in such a way that makes people around them feel bad. They will keep repeating this behavior until it no longer serves them. Before I go into the detail of my story, I want to add that nobody is perfect, including me. And I'm aware that people who display the victim mentality is most likely doing it as a coping mechanism from past trauma or modeling of the behavior from a parent. Considering all that, I also want to add that there's a fine line between judgment and discernment. Therefore, I am inviting you to listen to this episode with an open mind and an open heart. So here's what happened to me from my point of view. 18 months ago, my son arrived home with his first serious girlfriend named Honey. At the time, I found it odd 
that an unemployed 18-year-old girl would not be with her parents, but she told us that she moved away because of abuse. Then COVID hit, and she stayed with us ever since. At first, I was catering to her just like I would towards my son. But as time went on, I noticed that Honey was selfish, ungrateful, and manipulative. And one of her tactics is to play the role of a victim. To my amazement, it works like a charm with my son and my ex-husband, to a point where she is financially taking advantage of them. All that said, I put myself in my son's shoes and decided to accept his choices and to mind my own business. In other words, I let my son and honey be. However, aware of her games, I made it clear that I wasn't going to cater to her whims. In the meantime, my son worked his way up to the corporate ladder at Amazon. In October, he was accepted in a new program with Amazon, but before starting his new job, he has to go for a three-month training in Pennsylvania, which is across the country from California. The evening before my son was due to leave, we went out to eat. At one point during dinner, Honey was very rude to me. What hurt me more than anything was that neither my son nor my ex said anything. Not wanting to spoil dinner, I also stayed quiet and brushed it off. Before I continued my story, I must add, although having returned to live with my ex has brought me many learnings I would not have grasped otherwise, I noticed that some of his old habits resurfaced. One of them is to assume I want to go out with him when he wants to go out. I chose not to make a big deal about these incidents because I understand where he's coming from, mainly that he's 74 and he doesn't want to go out alone. And in some ways he's also afraid that if he's asking me, he might hear no and he doesn't want to hear a no. So he simply texts me something like, Nadia, I paid for your ticket to go out on such date. Another thing that I want to add is that every time I repress any of my feelings, the feeling itself doesn't go away. It just gets buried into my unconscious mind. Now, I resume my story. November came along without our son for the first time in our life. At one point, Honey was dodging responsibility on something she promised she was going to do. But this time I got involved and called her on it. She became verbally abusive and disrespectful. My ex, who was witnessing the scene, didn't say a word. In my mind, I was thinking, since when does a 20-year-old girl who we have been feeding and sheltering for 18 months get to rule the roost? I felt disrespected, hurt, sad, and to some degree frustrated with the whole thing. Realizing I was fighting a battle on my own, I pushed my feeling aside and just moved on. The following Saturday, I attended my ex's evening out. When we arrived, I was introduced to the host, Jim. To my surprise, he was a handsome man in his 50s. 
Normally, in gatherings, the host is so busy greeting people that he has no time for any meaningful conversation. However, this time, we arrived early, which gave me some time to chat. It turned out that Jim and I were on the same wavelength. It felt nice to talk with someone who spoke about topics I enjoyed talking about. I felt seen and heard. Although the conversation was brief, from that moment on I felt elated. It was as if I was floating on air. Of course, as more guests arrived, I let Jim greet the newcomers and I joined the older folks. Then dinner came, and to my surprise, while my ex sat next to me to my right, Jim sat at the same table, diagonally in front of me to my left. Very soon, Jim and I started bantering together. At that moment, I was having so much fun, I completely ignored my ex. After dinner, the group removed the tables and spread the chairs in a circle, allowing space for the dance floor. And since Jim decided to sit at the completely opposite end of the room, it was the end of our conversation. During the next two weeks, I offset my resentments towards Honey by daydreaming about Jim. I was thinking of plans on how I could meet him again. Then, one evening before Thanksgiving, I was awakened from daydreaming with an obnoxious knock at my bedroom door. It turned out that Honey was again in a foul temper. I retaliated, making it even worse. Again, I found myself alone to fight this battle, and to shake it off, I went for a walk. As I walked, it gave me a greater idea as to what my son has been dealing with for the past 18 months and why he chose to just stay quiet and give her everything she wants, which sadly oftentimes is money. For the next few days, my mind was consumed by all what was happening, which affected my ability to focus on my work. To change the atmosphere, the day after Thanksgiving, I went to visit my girlfriend, Patty, who I shared my struggle with. At one point, she said, Nadia, honey gets away with what she does because the manipulation game is all she knows. She has not been given any tools to cope with whatever trauma she's experienced. She lives with you right now because she needs your loving energy. Only you can love her the way you do. It wasn't what I wanted to hear, but I knew there was profound wisdom in Patty's message. As I drove back home, the freeway, and in some country the freeway means the highway, in the opposite direction was jammed, causing a long line of red lights. Figuratively speaking, I noticed that the freeway is very similar to what goes on in our life. Things either flow or doesn't. I felt lucky that I was on the free-flowing side of the freeway, while the people on the other side were stuck. But then I thought, who am I to suggest that they are stuck? Maybe some of them are having a good time chatting away, or listening to good music, or an audiobook. Or perhaps it gives them time to think about future plans. The next morning, while not fully awake, I dreamed I was standing 
as if I was surfing on top of a reptilian head. Then I saw it was kind of a cartoonish three-headed dragon. And as it moved about, the three heads were bobbing in different directions. Each head had a name. One of them was called Optimist. The other one was called Pessimist. And the other one was called Neutral. At that moment, I was on top of Neutral's head, which was located somewhere in the middle of the other two, and not too high and not too low. Pessimist's head hung low to the ground and was always afraid of everything. There was never enough food, never a reason to celebrate. As far as Pessimist was concerned, life was always unfair, and its head kept dragging in dirt and mud. Optimus's head was always high in the sky, always looking above. As far as Optimist was concerned, there was plenty of sunshine for everyone, and everything in life was worth celebrating. As I woke up properly, the scene made me think about what I was going through and what I was doing about it. I learned that snapping out of unhealthy habits is a process. It took me days of resisting dwelling on Jim to regain my focus and recognize how pessimistic people have a way to create negative interference that causes unnecessary pain. When in pain, it's easy to be stuck into a negative state of mind. I had to step back and reconnect with my heart. Only then could I find my truth. I asked, what was I really seeking in Jim? It turned out that he was just a feel-good distraction to offset my heavy heart. Then I realized that whatever Honey chooses to do or not do, it is not my battle, it's hers. Remember that all actions are derived from how we feel. If we don't feel worthy, loved, or that we matter, we will consciously or not do something to sabotage our growth. It applies to me and to Honey as well. This is why everything shifted when my friend Patty reminded me to love Honey for who she is. Loving her is loving me, just like hating her is to hate me, which are feelings that I can't control. If I felt disrespected, maybe my ex and Honey, in their own rights, felt disrespected too. The only way I can stop feeling disrespected is to respect her. I also learned that there is a fine line between judgment and discernment. Judgment feels heavy and zap energy, whereas discernment keeps you on neutral, allowing for a greater clarity and focus. In this space, there is no need to create unhealthy distraction like, in my case, daydreaming about gym, like alcohol or other narcotics, Bliss can be fun and also dangerous, and there lies discernment. I also learned that living is not about doing everything perfectly without mishaps or mistakes. It's about the willingness to grow, 
which come from discovering something new. To arrive with this conclusion, I needed to forgive everyone around me, and also to forgive myself. It also gave me insights that it's okay to cut myself some slack. I am human after all. Also to notice my behavior when I'm in a vulnerable state. It was also an opportunity to witness my progress and how quickly I course-corrected and recovered once I realized I was not heading in the right direction. And lastly, I learned that forgiveness neutralizes any charges. It puts me in control of my own mind and destiny without interference. And that in itself is a superpower. You become more aware of other people's games and then you get to decide if you want to play with them or not. Some games are fun, others are destructive and energy draining. In the end, it's up to you what you choose to do. If you have found value in this episode, please share it. Please stay safe. Have an amazing new year 2022 and have a fabulous day.